With Chuck and Larry being pronounced horrible, Jack and Josh think it's time to get away and experience some strange wilderness. This is Truly Happily Madison. Hello. Oh, hi. Hi. Hey, buddy. Joshy boy. God. Joshy boy. Jackie God. Weaver, right up in here. That uh, was I a have, meme. I have no authority. <laughs> That's very funny. It's topical. Uh, topical here. Topical. It's topical from a month ago. Oh. God. Time is slow and fast at the moment. It's all good. All right. Now, at this point, I think we should like put in like a clip of like a funny animal clip. Oh yeah, that sounds good. It's like a, a beaver falling into a lake and one of us going, oh, didn't mean to take a swim. Whoa, that's a wet beaver. Yeah, something that's probably better. That's <laughs> but then again, I don't think that level of joke would make. It's not even in no. um, I think it would just be someone going, oh, oh, that's a wet beaver. Didn't know beavers yeah. could swim. Something like that. It's, it's two minutes into this uh, after edit. I am delirious about this film already. <laughs> like it's a fever dream. You're delirious. Yeah. Uh, did you read my Leatherbox review? No, <laughs> I haven't. My Leatherbox review is like I've had fever dreams that are more coherent <laughs> and entertaining than this. Oh God, we're on the same page. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, I can't wait. But did we like it, listeners? Did we like it? Do you even know what we're talking about? We haven't said. No, we well, let's 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 hold on a second, Josh. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. I'm excited. I'm excited for pints on the 21st of June. I'm excited to sit in a picnic. About June. He's talking about 21st of June, like it's tomorrow. <laughs> you know, it's days away at this point. I'm excited about it's February. Yeah, I know. I'm excited about mid March when we can sit in a park and drink pints. I'm excited for May 17th, which looks like it might be the day that cinemas reopen. Ooh, that would be good. Finally, I can go see The King of Staten Island on the big screen. Yeah. Somewhere has to show it, right? Legally. I hope they bring back Gummo. <laughs> just, for, just for the real fans. <laughs> just for the, those patient folk. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how are you getting on, buddy? Um, how am I? I'm alright. Yeah, you know. I just truck along, innit? I'm like, um... Beep, beep. Beep, beep. What's a show with, like, an anthropomorphic truck? Oh, Tug? Was it called Tugs? The one about the tugboats. That's think a that... boat. Yeah, no, I know, but I think there was a truck in it. I think there was a truck. I know Budgie uh, was a helicopter. Yeah. Do you remember Budgie? Yeah, yeah, man. He had um... a yellow hat, but he was a helicopter. Why would a helicopter wear a hat? That would impede the motor. Well, the motor came out of the hat. Oh, so it's like one of those cool hats that dunces wear. <laughs> no, dunces wear coats. <laughs> yeah, sort right. of dweebs wear. Um, yeah, hats. dweeby, dweeby hat. <laughs> um, no, oh, I, th- I feel like there was a dump truck show. Trucks <laughs> could have been called trucks. Might have been called the Goldbergs. That's a dump <laughs> truck show. Yeah, it has all oh. the grace and decorum of a reversing dump truck. Well, Josh. 
just because I can't be bothered to get to this when we actually talk about the movie, the movie yeah. Strange Wilderness that we're going to talk about uh, today. Yeah. Did you notice that there were two people from Happy Madison TV shows in this film? Jeff Garland. Yeah. And Oliver Hudson. Yeah. Both boys. Ollie Hud. Ollie Hood. I don't think he had a line. No. <laughs> it was one. I saw his name in the credits and I was like, who is that? That name is very familiar. And I cast my mind back to the halcyon days of December and went, oh yeah, little bummer boy. Christmas. Christmas. The Christmas treat. Horrible. Oh, Christmas special. Yeah, he is in two scenes and one of which he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> he really plays the fuck out of it though. Uh, Good stuff. Josh, are you, are you ready to talk about Strange Wilderness? Oh, big time. I'm getting ready. I'm putting on my hiking boots. I've got my camera phone and I'm heading out into the jungle that looks in no way like Northern California. <laughs> Insert a clip here of, uh, <laughs> of like a mongoose that's just been uh, tripped <laughs> over by a rabbit. Uh, and, uh, and then like voiceover of me being like, I've heard of tortoise and the hare, but not mongoose and the rabbit. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, should we get into it? Should we have some stats? Oh, do you, do you, no, no, you've got to give us a, a sign-up. Oh, shit, a sign, I've, forgotten, a sign up I've forgotten our own format. Okay. <laughs> All right, Strange Wilderness. When his father dies, Peter Galke, or Golk, inherits Strange Wilderness, Dad's TV show about animals. After ratings plummet and the show is cancelled, we watch a long flashback to see its demise. The studio head gives the show two more weeks. An old friend brings a story about Bigfoot in Ecuador, so a long road trip ensues, with stops along the way, and enough problems, misjudgments, and deaths to sink a less intrepid band. Peter's team faces competition from a better-funded and more practised set of rivals. Who will find Bigfoot first? And will they get it on tape and save the show? Can Peter make Dad proud? Written by... J oh no, that's an actual email address. It's written by uh Jay Haley. Uh yeah. that, that um <laughs> I love the rogue sentence in the middle. The studio head gives the show two more weeks. End. Also, it doesn't it's not it's not really correct a lot of that. Like will Peter like will Peter make Dad proud is not really part of this story. Well, it sort of is, but only for about two minutes of the film about an hour and ten minutes in <laughs> and then it's suddenly Maybe. important and then it's really not know. i don't really know what is important in this film <sighs> this film of course directed by fred wolf one of the characters is called fred wolf yeah written I by fred it. wolf and peter galke one of the characters is called peter galke <laughs> yeah i really hated it when that clicked for me i went oh for fuck's sake and it was about two minutes into the film and i went oh no, I've got loads more time. This film stars Steve Zahn, mm. Alan Covert, mm. Jonah Hill, mm. Ashley Scott, mm. Justin Long, and mm. Ernest Borgnine. Mm. Ernest Borgnine, who at one point is just like, can't come along for the rest of this. I know. <laughs> just like, just like, people, people properly like just excuse themselves from this movie <laughs> as well they fucking should and then just turn up at the end again yeah it's perfect um i wouldn't if i were robert patrick i would just disappear after two minutes 
Oh man, that was weird. It is shit. It is shit. It is. I'm sorry, listeners. Before I even get through all the stats, this is shit. This is honestly like one of the worst put together movies. I thought I would never see like a worse put together movie than like Fantastic Four from 2015. Yeah, which just felt like like a collection of like scenes that someone had just put together and stapled together. Put that in and put that out as a movie. But at least you know that has the like. That has the excuse of being a multi-million-dollar studio film. I don't think anyone interfered with this. This is the director's no. true vision. Looked <laughs> <laughs> uh, into the abyss and went perfect. This was um, released on the first of February two thousand eight. Oh, so we're nearly topical for it. <laughs> well, thirteen like it's years anniversary. later. Yeah, thirteen years of Strange Wilderness. <laughs> It was made on a fucking budget of $20 million. <laughs> Fuck off. <sighs> Why? Like, I really don't... Like, that Bigfoot costume looked like it cost about $3. <laughs> that was straight off Craigslist. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know where that $20 million... Well, I guess this is a few... Um, I was trying to figure out if they'd filmed this before Jonah Hill had done super bad or not. Mm. I mean, they must have. You don't get Jonah Hill to be in this movie post-Superbad. No, absolutely not. Because this comes out... Superbad is September of 2007. Well, no, August of 2007. And this is February 2008. I'm wondering how long this was sitting on the shelf. <laughs> I'd say a while. I'd say they like filmed it just after they did Grandma's Boy. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that makes so much sense. <laughs> um... Looking at it. At the, so it made on a budget of twenty million, and at the domestic box office, it made a cold hard six point five million. Well deserved. But at the international box office, it made three hundred eighty nine thousand. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say million there. <laughs> I Thank know you God. did. I know you did. I played <laughs> oh, you, you just... like a sucker. Played me like a fiddle, a fiddle fish. Uh, this opened at number twelve. And of course, it's opening number twelve. I'm going to tell you the eleven films that opened. Okay, ahead cool. Because this is a nice little time capsule. Yeah, February two thousand and eight. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah. So you've got um, number one in its opening week. So opening mm-hmm. opposite Strange Wilderness. As if anybody, there were three other films to open this week. The audacity that yeah. they could think they could go up against Strange Wilderness. At number one, you have Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus, Best of Both Worlds tour in three D. Yeah, nice. So that was uh, that was uh, a concert movie. Yeah, yeah, that was did very well. Number one, <laughs> kids loved it, man. Yeah, she, when she put on the wig, she was Hannah Montana. When she took it off, she was Miley Cyrus. <laughs> it is a big transformation, like Superman. Number two, also opening week, The Eye. The Eye. Yeah. What the what? London Eye in a cinema? <laughs> the movie. What's the um, Eye? It's, what if Jessica Alba had eyes? <laughs> That's not a real film. That's what do you plot. mean? Someone went into a, a studio and said, I've got a pitch. You know, Jessica <laughs> Alba, what if she had eyes? Yeah, but like what? So at the beginning of the film, is she blind and then she gets eyes? She, yeah. Oh, that is the, uh, but Are the eyes like, haunted? Yeah. <laughs> Ghost eyes. That's not true. <laughs> she or is sees it like... ghosts. Oh my god. Oh fucking hell. So what they're like so right, okay. So there's so it's an eye transplant from a dead person, obviously. Yeah. And she gets 
the ghosts because it's a dead person. Yeah, something like that. Oh, I love it. I need to watch Why that as Jessica soon as Alba possible. Why Jessica Alba had eyes? <laughs> well, I suppose she's doing well off the back of Sin City. Going off from what if Jessica Alba had eyes? What if <laughs> Catherine Heigl had 27 dresses in a number three? <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that. I hear it's good. I don't like it that much, but there you go. I haven't really heard it's good. <laughs> That's in its third week. Um, but in its second week, I think dropping down from the number one spot is mm. uh, Meet the Spartans. Oh, do you remember Meet God. the Spartans? I, do you remember when I these films remember. came out? <laughs> yeah, that and what, Date Movie? Date Movie, Disaster uh, Movie. Disaster Movie, yeah. Um, Vampires um, Suck. Yeah, yeah. They still uh, make these movies. They just don't go to cinema anymore. No, because <laughs> there was like um, why would they? The Starving Games. Oh fuck! I remember that one. Was that yeah. that was at cinemas though, wasn't it? I don't think it was. Um, or if it was, it was like in three of them. The best three. Just that weird Odeon that's hidden <laughs> behind Leicester the Square. Pan- the Panton Street Odeon. Yeah, that one. <laughs> you do see some weird movies there. Yeah. That's where I saw um. Short Term 12, which isn't that weird a movie. No, it's all right. I saw that. Peckinplex. Documentary about Hunter S. Thompson. Oh, cool. Because I'm I'm street. (laughs) You are street, and you love Johnny Depp. (laughs) Uh, Following Meet the Spartans, (laughs) at number four, we've got Rambo. Number five, and it's second week. They made another one of those, so, you know, did well. Coming soon. Uh, No, it's Ben. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Came out last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's called, fine. It's called Rambo Last Blood. Oh, I like see. First Blood. Like First Blood, is, but the It's end. like a bookends. I like it. Well, until Rambo First Blood again. Part four. Part four, yeah. Um, Juno's after that. In what week? N- week nine. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if the Oscars had happened at this point, but they're probably around this time. Hmm. Then you got the bucket list in week six. <laughs> Is that another one that you were desperate to see, like about Schmidt? Oddly enough, no. The bucket list never <laughs> appealed to me. I remember because I, I guess I was a little older now, mm, sort of true. like more I discerning. Was a bit more discerning, yeah. And I remember being like, "Oh, I do like Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman." We've talked about Rob Reiner on this show before. Yeah, we have. I remember being a bit detail. turned off that Sean Hayes was like the third lead. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oh man, you couldn't get anyone better than Sean Hayes? And I like Sean Hayes, but <laughs> I don't know, it didn't seem like didn't seem right to me. I think it makes perfect sense, Jack Nicholson, Morgan Freeman, Jack from <laughs> Will and Grace. I mean they might as well have got Alan Covert. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see it. No, I wouldn't. No, I would wouldn't. not like to see that at all. I mean they're good friends, as you learn from the documentary My Buddy Jack that's available on the anger management Blu ray. What? I don't know. I don't know. He's just oh, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant Jack from Will and Grace. (laughs) (laughs) I see. Sean Hayes Uh, is Jack from Will and Grace, isn't he? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, have I made this up? Okay. What's next? Untraceable. Uh. Yeah. Which is like, what if Diane Lane was on the internet? (laughs) That sounds good. Uh, It's in its second week. Big drop off here. In its third week, Cloverfield, down oh. at number nine. Well, 
I guess it was one of those things where, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's had a legacy and everything. And like, uh, I think it's one of those things that, you know, everybody went opening weekend. Like the people who wanted to see it went. And it did really well. It was very top loaded. Right, I see. Well, you say it's got legacy. Its legacy is that, what, someone went into wherever with a a script and they went, we won't produce this unless we make it in the Cloverfield universe. I'm very curious how true all that is. I believe it's a hundred percent true. But it's it's like a room thriller, and then they went, yeah, but we need more of a hook. I know. <laughs> I like Ted Cloverfield Lane a lot, including yeah, great. The, the alien stuff. So it's great film. Um, I don't really like the Cloverfield paradox. I haven't seen it. I really like the first Cloverfield. Cool. I haven't seen it. Have you not? <laughs> At least, I've only seen Ted Cloverfield Lane. Cloverfield was good. I went to see that at the cinema. Hmm. I like found footage. But not movies. in its third week. Not in its third week. No, sad. Number 10, you got There Will Be Blood. Fuck yeah. In its sixth week. Oh, it should be way higher. <laughs> I mean, it's the bucket list was in its sixth week. If more people were wanting to see Jack from Will and Grace. Than see people going, I've abandoned my boy. Nobody Drinking milkshakes. Paul F. Tompkins in a drama. Paul F. Tompkins? Yeah. What? Paul F. Tompkins is in There Will Be Blood. What? <laughs> Where? I've watched that film like ten times. He's in it. Where's Paul F. Tompkins? Give it a Google. I'm not gonna. I feel like this is a ruse for some reason. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, there he is. He's there. It's fine. Not <laughs> He's just staring at the side of his head. <laughs> Old Daniel Day Lewis's head. That's nice. Cool. I have to rewatch it now. Number eleven. Another film opening up against Strange Wilderness, but also not doing great. Straight into Eleven. Do you you remember the Paul Rudd, Eva Mendes comedy, not Eva Mendes, Eva Longoria comedy, Over Her Dead Body? No, what's that? Um, Paul Rudd is going to marry Eva Longoria, or as she's better known now, Eva Longoria Parker. Yeah. Um, And then she dies on uh, their wedding day. Right. And uh, he goes to see a fake psychic to help him get over it, played by Lake Bell. Yeah. And Lake Bell is given, like, all this information about Eva Longoria to sort of, like, help Paul Rudd move on. Mm. And uh, she falls in love with Paul Rudd while she's doing this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the ghost of Eva Longoria is, like... um, over my dead body. Oh shit! I do remember the trailer for this. <laughs> and, oh. uh, and so she uses ghost shenanigans to, to stop them from fucking. Yeah. Christ. Apparently, uh. only like a few more people wanted to see that than <laughs> to see Strange, Strange Wilderness. Wilderness. It's quite weird when you think about that. That film's a big flop. Just um, what, on the, the same level as this. What the Paul Rudd even Longoria yeah. one. Hmm. Yeah, like a, well, a year, well, half a year after Knocked Up, Paul Rudd's probably on a bit of a upswing. That's where Housewives was still on TV. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why people aren't rushing out to that. Well, <laughs> friend of the podcast, Andrew Jones, was there opening weekend yeah, for I Strange saw Wilderness. I wonder if he was there opening weekend for Over Her Dead <laughs> Maybe it was a double bill. <laughs> Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, this gets a solid 2%. Fuck 
Fuck yeah, well deserved. Yeah, this is this is definitely one of the times that I think they've got it right. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And other comedies from 2008, you've got stuff like Semi Pro, uh, Get yeah. Smart, yeah. Step Brothers, yeah. Drill Bit Taylor, yeah. Drill Bit Taylor from uh, Stephen Brill, former formerly of the Happy no. Camp, um, Pineapple Express, yeah. and Tropic Thunder. Oh shit, that's a big one. Yeah, it was a big sort of like that sort of double bill because I think Pineapple Express and Tropic Thunder like came out back to back, and that was. Really? Kind of a wild, like, comedy a wild summer. Bit. It was a big movie year, because this is like the movie year of The Dark Knight. It was, Shit, um, yeah. Iron Man came out, so started yeah. a the revolution. MCU. A cinematic revolution. Um, Wall-E. Mm. Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> yeah, all the big hitters. Mamma Mia. No Country for Old Men. No, because that's up against There Will Be Blood at the Oscars. So that would have been a late 2007. I thought There Will Be Blood... Oh, no, I see. There Will Be Blood came out in 2007. Yeah. It makes sense now. Because it's six weeks into this and it's yeah, the first Yeah, I've got that now. <laughs> I've got that now. I wonder when I saw it then. Anyway. I mean, it probably came out 2008 over here. Yeah, true. Uh, anyway, Time. Strange Wilderness. Uh, can we, can strange we talk wilderness. about the thing that... One of the things that annoys me most about this movie, which is a lot of things. Yeah, go on. Um, so we open with Steve Zahn on a phone call, recounting yep. this story. Yep. We never learn who he's on the phone to. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true! <laughs> oh, a journalist? He, he never says. Uh, he never says who he's talking to. <laughs> that's a really good point that I just never put together. Because <laughs> my first note on this is... Waiting for the reveal of who is on the other end of this phone call. <laughs> and you never find out. No, we you don't need to. You never find out. So yeah, Peter Gauke, he's um, a son of a famous, I guess, nature documentarian. Nature man, yeah. Who we just open on sort of funny clips of him and animals. Of, the, of his dad, not of him. Yeah. And yeah, he's on a phone call. And then it starts to do a flashback, and you find out this flashback is like a year late. There's a year yeah, ago. Yeah. What's he been doing in this year's time? He's been smoking <laughs> bowls. He's, He's got been a nice stoning. Apartment. I was like, where does he get this nice apartment from? From his dad money. I, I asked more questions of this film than anyone. Ever <laughs> <did>. <laughs> yeah, I think that is becoming apparent. All of mine are just like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. You are going deep on the logic of this boy yeah well this is the thing that annoyed me the most about the movie was that the film has no sort of flow it is no very much like let's just go from scene to scene and a lot of the scenes aren't even like joke scenes like there's not like a big joke centered around <laughs> a scene there's one scene where it's just revealed that peter has the map upside down because it was a photograph of a map or whatever yeah and it's like there's no it. joke. That was There's the, no that joke, was the joke there. There's no peril. There's Nothing. never peril. There's a whole scene where the the female of this film, um, yeah. there is only one. Well, there's two, actually. Who's um, the second? Uh, oh, Debbie, the receptionist. As played by Adam Sandler's actual assistant. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> okay. Cheryl, the female in this film, played by Ashley Scott, who 
is really just that i call her the female under spell i wouldn't usually say that but that is exactly what she is yeah she's just the um she's the potential she's the potential fuck jar she's not though because she doesn't no 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 i know but she like that's her role in this film is just to be like her role is to be the lady yeah it's the lady who who want to fuck unexpectedly says words like fuck yeah 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 yeah. she's the cool girl um i guess but there is a scene where she is thought to have gone off with robert patrick and then just turns up in the next scene and he's like guys i can't believe you think i'd do that (laughs) and you're like we don't know anything we don't know who you are one character's joke is that he drinks alcohol and is stopping yeah but he never stops well, because no, because at one point he's like, I'm two days sober. Yeah, but, but the joke there, I mean, I didn't laugh, obviously. The joke there is that he keeps drinking. Is he drinking in that scene? I don't think he is. I don't know. I just assumed that he just kept drinking. It was, it's so, but that's, that's the whole joke. That is the whole joke is that he seems to be a functioning alcoholic. <laughs> it's a good film, Jack. Every, everyone in this ragtag crew of this wilderness exploration documentary team, everyone has one mm. gag. Um, yeah, you've got Justin Long. His whole thing is he's a stoner. That's that's, that's funny. Got uh, Jonah Hill's playing low rent Jack Black. Yeah, you got what's Alan Covert's thing? He's got a mustache. Yeah, he's got a mustache and he looks like Super Mario, as someone says at one point. Yeah. Uh, Peter Dante is he just goes on non sequiturs and talks. Well, Peter Dante is another one of the, like Ernest Borgnine is sort of like in this movie and then taps out for a bit. <laughs> he's just gone. He's gone because he gets attacked by a shark. <laughs> it's a good film, Jack. It's a good fucking film. I don't think this is a film. No, it's not. Do you know what makes it look even less like a film? Watching it in ultra high def. Which is what I did, <laughs> because I didn't realise. So, I, listeners, I finally got a PS5, and the first film I watched on it <laughs> was Strange Wilderness. And watching, I didn't realise my TV was not, was a UHD TV, because as soon as I put this on, I was like, fucking hell, this looks like a soap opera. It looks so shit. Do you have motion smoothing on? Maybe. Turn motion smoothing off, Josh. I don't know. Yeah, could be that. I don't know. I don't think I do have it on. I think you're meant to turn it off for gaming as a hardcore gamer. I think it's supposed to be on for gaming, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. But it looked weird. It didn't... It wouldn't have looked weird on the PS4, but it looked incredibly weird. I mean, yeah, it's just... It's so sort of lacklustre. Like, um, there's a moment in which Cheryl hits her head on, like, the van. Yeah. During, like, a scene. And I couldn't tell if that was like actually in the script or if it was just something they did. <laughs> it was like the Star Wars thing; they just left it in. Yeah, well, it just because she yeah. hits her head, and it's not really part of the scene. It's not like no, <sighs> no it's terrible. Right, I'm just trying to think. Like, how is best to tackle this film? Like, I quite liked what we did last week, where we kind of went through each character. Yeah, I mean, but we have just done that. <laughs> But, you because know, there's got, nothing to yeah. these characters. What do you mean? You've got Justin Long. He he tattoos his eyes to make it look like he's awake when he's asleep. I I think we just go through it like we always do. We just pick it apart. 
Yeah, fine. I just, I honestly don't think that there's enough here to like really delve into it. But we can have conversations. No. Did, did you, you did you know about this movie? Absolutely not. You've I've never, never heard, heard of, it? of it. Never heard of it whatsoever. Something I find quite interesting mm. is it's the only one of these movies where I've noticed that Happy Madison Productions is very prominent on the poster. Yeah, true. It like, it's is, the selling point. Yeah, like, they are... Because, I guess... So, we should probably talk about this a bit about Steve Zahn as well. Because, I guess you put that yeah. on the poster because there is... Steve Zahn is not a poster name, you know? No. Jonah Hill isn't yet a poster name. I think Jonah Hill kind of is, but I don't think... I almost think like it must have been in his contract. Like they couldn't <laughs> Do not advertise this film with me. Because <laughs> I'm looking at Steve Zahn's career up until this point. So he sort of starts out big on a... He's a, he's a supporting role in Reality Bites, directed by Ben Stiller. Yeah. And he does a lot of these sort of supporting roles. Like, he's a supporting role in That Thing You Do. He's mm. a supporting role in The Object of My Affection. Out of Sight, You've Got Mail. Daddy Daycare. Daddy Daycare. He is sort of co-lead in Happy Texas, but that's a very small movie. What about Sahara, Jack? He's not the lead of Sahara. Is he not? No, Matthew McConaughey is. Oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. But he's the he's the comic relief, I assume? Yeah, well, he's he's the comic relief in a lot of things. I wouldn't say he's the lead. He's no. Rosencrantz in Hamlet. He's the voice of a cat in Stuart Little. <laughs> yeah. He's the voice of a bear in Doctor Doolittle 2. Uh, he's... There was something else I saw just then. Oh, Chicken Little. He's a supporting character in Chicken Little. He's been in two animated little films. Stuart, Stuart Little and Chicken. Well, Stuart Little technically isn't animated. Are you telling me they trained a mouse to do that, Jack? <laughs> to ride a little car? <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Now. <laughs> That's true. Um, I guess he is, again, a co-lead in National Security, him and Martin Lawrence. Yeah. But yeah, he is mostly sort of your side guy. I like Steve Zahn. Mm. I don't like him in this. I haven't seen enough of him to pass any form of judgment. Pass water. Yeah, um, I'll piss myself. I'll piss myself before I say how I feel about Steve Zahn. You heard it here first, listeners. I did not realise that all the Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies came out a year after another. Did they? Yeah, 2010, 2011, and 2012. Jesus. And he's in all three. They really just came Except to... Except there was a fourth movie. one where they um, replaced the cast. Fuck, okay. Um, 2008 is an interesting year for Steve Zahn because he's got, like, five films. What's he got? He's got The Great Buck Howard. Mm-hmm. You remember the great Buck Howard? Oh yeah, big time. That's um, John Malkovich and Colin Hanks. Oh fuck um, off! <laughs> I hate John Malkovich so much. Why? He's terrible in everything I've ever seen him in. He's awful. I've never heard someone say that about John Malkovich. What about Have John English? Yeah, it's, uh, it's the worst <laughs> thing in it. Do you know what? You take that film, you take his role in Johnny English, you put Gerard Depardieu in there, suddenly no. it's a five-star film. No. Yes. What about being John Malkovich? Uh, 
Yeah, I wish it had been someone else. I think what the issue is, oh, is man, that that like... film, being John Malkovich, made me think that John Malkovich was like a Laurence Olivier kind of person. Because I was so young, I was like, well, they wouldn't make a film about an actor unless he was like the greatest actor. And then, and I hadn't seen the, the film. I know, I hadn't seen the film. So in my head, I built up John Malkovich to be like this incredible person. And then I saw, you know, like the man in the Iron Mask, where he he's just abysmal and then basically every other performance i've seen him in i'm just like horrible every film could be improved if you take him out i'm so, i've never heard anyone have this take on john Malkovich. <laughs> really before. yeah uh, I, I i genuinely like him a lot yeah no i really hate about him. like burn after reading yeah <laughs> Conair. To be fair, Conair is the only thing. Actually, no, he's shit in that as well. You replace no, him. No, he's not in Conair. He's good in Conair. He's fine, but only because he's bad. You know? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we'll agree to disagree well, about he play, John Malkovich. He, he's he's lead in the Great Buck Howard. Okay. And, well, that's and Steve Zahn again, sort of. More like the shit fuck coward. That's John Malkovich right there. Steve Zahn is fifth build in that. He plays a limo driver. Okay. Um, he's got... Did you ever see Management? No. What's that? Management is a movie that stars Steve Zahn and Jennifer Aniston. I've seen and, that poster before. And Woody Harrelson. Oh, it's also got... Uh, what's his name from The Sopranos? Oh, no, I don't think he's in it. I think he's just in a press photo. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like... <laughs> I don't think Fred Ward was in The Sopranos. Not that one. Margot um, Martindale? Yeah. Whoa. This film is really strange. Steve Zahn plays a sort of weird hotel manager who seems to have like a sort of personality disorder and becomes obsessed with Jennifer Aniston when she stays there. And like through some weird sort of turn of events, she lets him touch her butt and what? he falls in love with her. What? And he, like, follows her home where she's, like, with her husband, Woody Harrelson. You know what? I feel like I've seen this film, like, years ago. <laughs> I remember this film because it came out while I was working at Blockbuster. Yeah. Because we're in that era now. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was a very strange, strange... Like, it's bad. Yeah, it's like a, it's, it's a weird sort of stalker movie. It's almost like that, um... What's that one with Sandra Bullock where she stalks Bradley Cooper? Uh... All about Steve. Oh yeah, it's kind of like Steve's that, on. but a little less annoying, but still very <laughs> creepy. Mm. It sounds like one of those. What like the is this post Little Miss Sunshine? Yes. Yeah, like the weird kind of like I'm a weird man, Sundance film era. Yeah, it is, is. and it's also is? I think like yeah, it's definitely that, and I also think it's sort of um, Jennifer Aniston being like. I'm more than Rachel. Yeah, I can have men touch my bum and then stalk me. Yeah, I can be in sort of provocative sort of indie comedies. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we saw The Good Girl. We liked The Good Girl. Fucking hate indie comedies. Oh, do you hate The Good Girl? <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. My housemate bought it the other week. I'm excited to watch it. I have a signed copy of The Good Girl. Do you? Signed yeah. by who? Mike White. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's very cool. Well done, um, buddy. It's the second... Jesus, Steve Zahn starred in two films with Kevin, Kevin Heffernan this year. Is, what's, is he in Sunshine Cleaning? 
No, he's also in management. Oh, is he in management? He's in management. <laughs> Man, I don't remember him. Um, but mm. he's also, but Steve Zahn, also in Sunshine Cleaning, which is another sort of indie comedy drama. Yeah. But one I quite like, actually. Do you ever see Sunshine Cleaning? No, I got it free with The Guardian, I think. <laughs> at some point. You know when they were giving away free DVDs? I guess so. I think Me and I my got dad went to see this at the cinema. That's nice. And it was it was just quite a like nice little offbeat comedy with Amy Adams and Emily Blunt as two sisters who cleaned up crime scenes. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. And Steve Zahn plays sort of a I think he's like a policeman who is cheating on his wife with uh I think it's Amy Adams. Hmm. And uh He's sort of like the bad man of the film. I get you. Uh, he's quite good in that. That's the sort. Of, this is the thing. These are the type of role I kind of like him when he's down to earth. He was also in a straight to DVD remake of uh, the Three Little Pigs <laughs> and a baby. Yeah, three pigs and a baby. <sighs> Baby's big day out in Pigland. Exactly. I, oh, I it like... looks horrible. <laughs> Click through, listeners. If you want to look at a nightmare, I, I know I've seen I've seen all the unstable fables because I remember there was a girl in my sick form who was interested in the Goldilocks and the Free Bears one because mm. it had Jamie Lynn Spears in it. Oh, cool! This one had John Cryer, Steve Zahn, and Brad Garrett, and Jesse McCartney, and Jess and Tom Kenny. Oh no, I'm I'm confusing Brad Garrett with uh, you don't know Leaf Garrett. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, we know who Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett is surprisingly not in any of these Happy Madison movies. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, what's it? Raymond? Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond. Every, I Hello, Raymond. Raymond. <laughs> I don't... It's a spot on Brad Garrett impression. You just have to do. Um, What's his face? Uh, the chef man. What's the name of the chef man? Swedish chef. No. Bork, bork, bork. You just have to do Anthony Bourdain and make him sound stupid. And then you get Brad Garrett. Raymond, you live across the street from our mother, Raymond. <laughs> oh, is he his brother? Yeah. Oh, I've never seen the show. Oh. <laughs> and <then sighs> Raymond would be like, oh, oh dear. Deborah. Is, is he Kermit now? Deborah, my brother is being mean to me. <laughs> That's very good. Spot on. Uh, so, what are we of... saying about Steve Zahn? <laughs> well, I just think <laughs> this is one of the very like few films that he is a lead in, mm. and I don't think he leans. He lends himself well to this sort of wild comedy type role. But I mean, I, I he feel... is funny. I think he is a funny person. He's actually very good in the uh, first season of Treme. I see he's very good in all of Treme, but he's a bit more yeah the center of it in that. Um, but he's funny in that with a show that sort of needs a bit of humor every now and then. But that's the thing. Um, I don't think the problems with Steve Zahn's character are because of Steve Zahn. I don't think there's anything he can do with this script. Because I think a lot of this film must be improvised. Well, yeah, no, I think it is as well. But I think... And I don't think he's an improviser. No, I don't think he's... Yeah, that that is one thing I was going to say, is I blame this film not on uh, the writers, 
whose names escape me. Fred Wolf and Peter Garkey. I don't blame it on them. I blame it on Judd Apatow. Because just you've like... Said, you've said this before. Yeah, I blame it on Judd Apatow because this film is full of so many more of those moments that we talked about in... I can't remember what film it was. Um, it's probably Grandma's Boy. Grandma's Boy. Grandma's Boy. Where they just point the camera at people and have them do fucking gibberish. Like There's a I, lot of like scenes of just people sat around talking. Yeah, like you tell me that every single one of those Jonah Hill monologues was scripted, and I'll call you a fucking liar, or, or the bit where at the end of the film, Justin Long, like there's going to be a fight, and it just, the camera just stays on him for about 30 seconds while he yeah. hops around, trying, like going like, I'm going to fight you, I'm going to fight you, and then backing off, and then going, I'm going to fight you, I'm going to fight you, then hopping around in a circle, and then doing it again. Like, this awful and it's oh, all this, because of judd but the, this is the thing because obviously we've seen jonah hill in judd apatow movies yeah doing improvisation and being really good at it yeah that's what that's why i'm saying i don't think it even even with the improv i don't think this is a script is a an actor issue i think this is a, a script issue. and a director issue and directors who specifically are like, we want you to do Judd Apatow, but we don't have the ability to te- to direct you in a way that would give you a good performance of a Judd Apatow style comedy. I don't Apatow even think it's comedy. that. I think it's more that I uh, I assume this entire this entire production is just being moving along on fumes of bongs. You know, like everyone's think? yeah, a hundred percent. Everyone's fucking baked in this movie. Do you think? Yeah. Uh, could Josh, be. this movie ends on a fucking blooper. Oh my god, that is so <laughs> wild! I, no, I almost no. started crying when that happened because they did, I can't believe they did that. It is no insane. sober person would do that. No, and it, the thing is as well, I can't even remember what... Like, the joke is... So Jeff Garland is talking to them about how... They've got he's footage just of a like, shark you've attack. Done it. You've, he just says like you've done it. You've got your um, you've got your next. Uh, you've got series. your new series, and they're like, "What about the other guy?" And Jeff Garland says, "The other guy's dead." And then they does break. Does he even say? I don't really Yeah, no, he does. He he says, "Pearson or whatever his name is." Pearson's dead. Oh yeah, they're and like then, he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then they, they just crack off. up laughing, and then there's a clapperboard sound or like a. And, and Alan Cover is like, "Sorry, I couldn't help it." Nothing happened. Nothing happened that would make anybody laugh. This is a film that is made by people who I... Which is interesting, actually, because this is not the only Fred Wolf movie we're covering. Oh, fuck. Because he directs another movie this year. Oh, that means we have to do it soon. Fred Wolf directs The House Bunny. Oh, I like that, though. (laughs) Yeah. Which I'm just like, I wonder if he like sobered up, or because the House Bunny was a film that was probably made by by a well, this was this film is distributed by Paramount, like fucking hell, is it? <laughs> like, yeah, like it's Jesus. not like a no. I don't think Paramount produced it, mm. but Paramount definitely put it out into cinemas, uh, and I think the House Bunny was fully produced by Sony, so they've probably got a lot more people looking over Fred Wolf's shoulder, being like, "You stone, you high today?" Yeah. Also. <laughs> You know, if if we are going with the theory that this was shot years before, maybe Fred Wolf has sort of uh, matured yes, a tiny bit. I mean, do you, do you remember the last Fred Wolf movie we we talked about? No, 
He did not direct it, but he wrote it and appeared in it. It was uh, Joe Dirt. <laughs> oh. He appeared Which, again. Yeah, he plays like one of the guys at the radio station. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then he also, cool. so he directs this, The House Bunny, and then doesn't direct another movie for seven years and comes back <laughs> with Joe Dirt too. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so do you not think that like, just this whole crew, I think, was fucking baked the whole time? I just don't think, like, when you are doing this sort of improv movie, yeah, it's fine to be, like, obviously I'm sure there's there's an ample amount of pot usage on a Seth Rogen movie. Mm. But you need someone who can sort of harness that. I don't yeah, think, yeah. And I don't, like, Judd Apatow can harness that. Yeah. Kevin Smith can almost harness that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, at least before he started being a massive stoner. Um, yeah, and talking about how his wife still pones his dick. But even, like, you know, I was watching this and I was thinking about, like, the later Kevin Smith movies I don't exactly like, but I was like, at least they're fucking, like, they're movies. Like, Tusk is a movie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's a shit movie. But it's Yoga movie. Hoses is a, is a mess of a movie, but at least it feels like an actual movie. Yeah, this never feels like it feels like I'm like dropped in the middle of some shitty TV show. <laughs> no, that God, that's so true. Maybe this was a pilot. Well, well, do you know where this whole concept comes from? No. So Peter Galke and Fred Wolf used to write on Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay. And um, after that, so they were on it like during the Sandler and David Spade years, which is what gets them hooked up. With Makes them. sense. And uh, after that, they uh, they wanted to do like these parodies of wildlife shows. So the mm. stuff we see in the film where it cuts, where it's like sh- actual like old stock footage of wildlife <sighs> with narration over it, is these sort of things that they made. And then sent out and like got picked up by Comedy Central, um, probably just like a sort that of... shit. Yeah, every t- yeah every single clip that comes on that's just the animal stuff is some of the worst comedy in inverted quotation in quotations that I've ever seen. Yeah, it's like like you were saying before. It's just stuff like a duck falls over and they go, "Ha ha, that duck got quacked." Lol past the blunt there's a scene at the end of the film where steve zahn gets footage of a goblin shark and there is literally i counted 60 seconds of steve zahn going (laughs) pretending to be a goblin shark josh did you know that that moment is like the main selling point in the trailer for the film is it that's like the end of the trailer. Jesus. And they do all six times. Jesus fucking Christ. But it's almost like these two guys, they made these sort of shorts that ended up probably like just Comedy Central was like, yeah, we need to fill some ad time. <laughs> yeah. These are vaguely funny. It's probably like around the time they just got South Park with like, like a struggling network. Yeah. Um,. And forever, like, Peter and Fred were like, oh, man, like, those were really funny while taking bong hits. Like, oh, we should do, like, a movie about them. It's almost like a sort of Wayne's World thing in which, yeah. like, they've, they've turned their own sort of thing into... Into a movie. A Wayne's World sort of movie, yeah. 
and we now get to see the people who made those funny clips. Except Wayne's World is made by competent <laughs> by funny people <laughs> and has oh, real Jesus. jokes. Jesus Did, um... Christ, I didn't realize that. That's horrible. This whole thing yeah, is horrible. It's it's a very sort of that is really the only thing I could find about this movie. Yeah. Oh, I've actually That's... got I've got a quote from one of the from one of the uh, animal scenes. Where it's a puffer fish, and the voiceover is just the puffer fish inflates by sucking its balls into its stomach, and that's good, yeah. is it? That's I a mean, joke. Well, the I feel like the best joke, not not a joke I laughed at, but just a joke that I was like, okay, I get the construction of this joke. <laughs> yeah, is that like um, it's the shark one where they say sharks can be found two places in the world, the northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere. Yeah, that yeah. It works. It's all right. Did you laugh at all? No. Oh, I did. Of course you did. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but all right. Well, no, no. You, you and Donald Clark. Who's Donald Clark? Donald Clark of the Irish Times, who gave this film <laughs> its only positive review on oh, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, Donald Clark, God. who wrote, Call me a moron, but I laughed so hard I inhaled my roach. <laughs> Oh, what a poor, sad man. This film just might be the funniest work yet produced by Happy Madison, Adam Sandler's production company. We know. <laughs> and not just because the boss is nowhere to be seen. What a what a fuckhead. <laughs> but you guys both laughed at this movie. Yeah, but I laughed at I laughed at zero point five times and I will give you three guesses which actor made me laugh. Justin Long, innit? Nope. Hannes Borgnine, innit? Nope. Peter Dante. Yes, obviously it's fucking Peter Dante because you know I what? Dante was really shit in this. Did movie. you? Because yeah. I was going to say, I know what I said earlier about all the Judd Apatow shit. The only one I think is doing an all right job is Peter Dante because he's just fucking deranged. <laughs> Whenever he starts, fucking... like, I wrote a couple of them down. Like, he, he he's for some reason talking, like, he's hung over and he's like, he's driving a car down a, down a, down a highway and he's just like, Oh, was there some sediment in that tequila? Because something blocked my penis hole and it blew up like a balloon. Ah ha ha ha! Woohoo! You want to fight? And starts like screaming at a car that's coming towards him that beeps them. I was just like, you are just unhinged. And the one that got the one that made me laugh was again just like a weird static shot on him, and he just says something like, "I think they're in a hospital." I can't remember. He says something along the lines of, "That fat man was so fat, I saw him eat a cat once. It was crazy. Ha ha ha! It was on another level." Oh, that like, was weird. That doing? was a really weird moment because that was a moment that definitely felt like a fever dream because they were suddenly <laughs> like talking about someone, but you couldn't yeah. really tell who they were talking about, and they were suddenly like, "Oh yeah, the fat man," and then they sort of just went on this sort of weird riff yeah. on this character we don't know. <laughs> We haven't ever seen. Yeah, that's why I was just. I think I don't. Again, I don't think it was a real laugh. I think it was just a like, what the fuck is happening? But Peter Dante's delivery just—it gets that reaction, man. I love him. Did you not laugh at the idea that Blake Clark's character was called Dick and only Dick? (sighs) And then, which proceeded to have a scene of just characters saying Dick. Over and over. Yeah, I had my my one note <laughs> no, from that era. No, my one note from that era was just like I don't understand. Have these guys never heard the name Dick? <laughs> like they've never heard like it. That. Like Jesus Christ. 
Do you know what this film did have, though, buddy? Harry Hamlin. Who? <laughs> Harry Hamlin from Clash of the Titans. Who's that? He played the rival... Um, oh, that guy! From, from Mad Men. And from Veronica Mars. Oh, I like him in Mad Men. I like him in Veronica Mars, though he's Very bad. Nice. Except that's a twist. Well, spoilers for Veronica Mars. Uh, do you know what this this film had, buddy? Um, no, no jokes. No jokes. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's good. Had. Yeah, but it had it had a lot of one thing. Oh, it had, <laughs> it had animal attacks. It had animal attacks. Which was your favourite, Jack? Was it Peter Dante being eaten by a shark not once but twice? Was it a turkey? Gobbling on Steve Zahn's penis. That scene, guys. Or was it piranhas eating Blake Clark? Is that it? I I liked the like um, the early ones of, of Steve Zahn's dad, like just like a a geese like poking him on the head. <laughs> I don't even remember that. <laughs> like it was like just at the beginning of the film when it had like its funny animal clips. Mm. It was shit. <laughs> um. It was shit. Uh. Well, the. Both Peter Dante ones look terrible. Yes, obviously. Like, the final shark that bites off his hand is terrible. It's like, what's that film called? Bird Oc- Bird Birdemic. Birdemic is that level of shark. Possibly having the writer of Birdemic 2 as a guest on this uh, is it? podcast. Yeah. Oh, that would be exciting. Jed Shepard. Jed Shepard. I don't know if he's the writer. He might just be a producer, actually. Okay. There's no slight against Birdemic. If you've got a time, but Birdemic didn't have a budget of twenty fucking million. That is true. God, I don't think I knew the budget of uh, this movie when I saw it. No. But now that I think about it, that shark at the end, twenty million dollars. <laughs> it's like a JPEG that comes up, and they've animated the mouth to just close on Peter Dante's extended middle finger. Uh, just to confirm that uh, Jed Shepard is the co-producer of Birdemic too. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Did you enjoy the turkey yanking on Steve Zahn's prosthetic penis? I mean, that's probably the best animal attack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. True. Like, would you agree? Yeah, it is the best, even though it's just, you know, it's a static. It's, a st- it's, it's one of those costumes, you know, the ones that's like a bear. What is the film or TV show where someone has a costume that's like, it looks like, oh no, it's Super Troopers. Another film with Kevin Hoffman. Heffernan. Heffernan. Wait where... till we do Truly Madly Brokenly. Oh, that would be do... Truly <laughs> Madly Lizard. Truly Happily Lizard. Um, yeah, there's... I can't remember which one it is. It's the small one. He has I've a... never seen Super Troopers. Have you not? Oh, it's no. great. I've seen one Broken Lizard movie. Which one? Beer Fest? Club Dread. Oh, I think I tried watching that. Um, You'll watch them all soon, Josh. Uh, yeah, fine. No, it's you're choosing the next one, and then I choose the next one. Yeah, and you're going to choose Broken Lizard. No, I'm not. Right? I'm choosing something else. I'm do- we're doing Ingmar Bergman. <laughs> we're doing Truly Happily Bergman. Don't think it's going to be great. The theme of I think show. it does. Um, but yeah, one of them has a costume that's like um, that makes them look like they're a lumberjack who's fucking a bear. Yeah. Like so, the bear is sort of static on front. And he has fake legs. Anyway, like the poster for Yogi Bear. Yeah, sort of like that. More X-rated. But that's what the turkey. You know, it's just a sort of static thing. It's yeah. not. It's not an animatronic or whatever. 
Um, and then it turns out Steve Zahn gets a hard on and gets gets wanked through the turkey neck by a doctor. How, how, do they do they tell you how they get the turkey off? They just yank it real hard, Jeez, and his wow. pee pee gets stretched. Oh, that's right. And there's a horrible I mean, that's shot an all of right that prosthetic. Oh, the worst prosthetic is the fucking um, uh, testicles from. Uh, oh God. From uh, the T one thousand. Yeah, it looked. Robert that, that was a horrible, horrible part where they're just talking about the scars they have, and then really some... boring, really boring, really no, dumb. no jokes of just like I'm guessing it's kind of like a riff on the Jaws scar scene. What another Jaws reference? Yeah, I guess because you know, like. <laughs> You know the scene in Jaws where they're all like, oh yeah, this is how I got this scar. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, Chasing Amy did this joke as well, but with sex scars. Yeah. These guys are just doing this joke with boring scars. The Joker did it in The Dark Knight. <laughs> it's true, same, yeah. Same, yeah, obviously. Um, this beat it to the punch. Everybody <laughs> should have been going to start that being like, seen it, seen the, it in Strange seen scar shit. Fuck off, Heath Ledger. I hated Robert Patrick talking about his balls being cut open just because like any sort of thing like that just makes me squee like you got the castration fear yeah i had every night every night the nightmares <laughs> um and then just then it has the fucking goal to show you it i know and it's like ugh. it was nice how the prosthetics looked like there's a scene in toast of london jack i don't know if you've seen toast of london I've seen a few episodes it's very good there's a scene where toast is having an affair with josh hom's wife and she takes a dick pic of him, and the prosthetics that they have for his penis are just incredible. Same once. Is it? Probably. Probably. Could be. You make it once, have it, don't you? Yeah, you might as well just keep using it. Keep using those balls. Um, Jodon Baker's in this movie? Yeah, that's fine. It's good how his... his oh, there's another woman, his wife, who his exists wife. solely to get her tits out and then get fucked. By Harry Hamlin. By Harry Hamlin. <laughs> yeah. One of Harry Hamlin's free scenes in this movie. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was good. Uh, uh, this film sort of really thinks the idea of yelling the words Debbie is really funny. When does that happen? During, uh, well, that's the assistant that Steve Zahn has. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh, I forgot about that scene. I wiped it from my memory. The scene that goes on for a minute. The I did we have another really bad interview montage? Yes, yes, we did. Yes, having a really bad interview montage. Oh, I can't remember what that was. They definitely. Oh, um, Dickie Roberts? No, don't think it was Dickie Roberts. I don't remember, but there was another. Oh, 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 uh, Master of Disguise. That's right. Master of Disguise. Master of Disguise had another really bad... And it was it was similar to this one. Because at first you have Kevin Heffernan being interviewed. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, they're like, you're not right for this job. And then everyone else in the interview, you don't actually see Steve Zahn or Peter Dante's side of it. You just have people going, you're crazy. I'm never going to work with you. I don't you're want this insane. job. I don't want this job. And- yeah. <laughs> It's sort of like this isn't really funny, and then it just cuts back to Peter, uh, not Peter, uh, Alan Cover and um, Steve Zahn, just just yelling, Debbie, over and there. over and over and over again on this fucking static shot, and it just like it's very actually just a very quick moment, but it feels like it goes on forever. It really does. 
it's like yeah it's like the goblin shark thing that like this film is 87 minutes long and it fucking drags constantly before before larry chuck and larry drags but this like chuck and larry has plot this is just and like it's bad plot and it's bad stakes but no no like chuck and larry you know like for all you can all the bad things you can say about chuck and larry and we said a lot of them (laughs) last week yeah it does it 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 is a movie it is a film It, it is a movie this film and I struggle even calling it that, falls short of even being a film. You know, like, it it really sort of begs belief, like, how they got it done. Mm. Yeah, I suppose, like you say, under the pure steam of weed, possibly. I think think so. There's... I'm going to try and do the plot. Of what? Of the film. What do you mean you're going to try and do it? What, you're going to try and say the plot? Yeah. Because I don't think it... Like, so... You can't say the plot, Jack. This is like Event Horizon. You can't look into it. You'll go mad. Maybe I shouldn't just go through this I don't think you should, because it'll take ages and no one will get anything out of it. All you need to know is this is terrible. It's about finding Bigfoot, who they eventually shoot and kill. Yeah, we've not talked enough about the sort of thing... Yeah, they kill Bigfoot. They kill That's Bigfoot uh, on the drop of a dime, and then they decide to save face. They make it look as if Bigfoot hanged himself. And then they have that big fight that sort of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, what, in the in the film, in the TV studio? Yeah. Yeah, terrible. But they, they needed the... a way to, to get them to break up so that the intro works. They didn't works. need that. <laughs> the intro didn't need to happen. No, I know, Jack. I know, but how else were you going to have... Uh, Steve Ernest Zahn. Borgnine. Uh, yeah, Just how else were you going to have Ernest Borgnine? And how else were you going to have Steve Zahn watching the TV of his dad so that you would understand who Steve Zahn's character was? There's no other possible way that you could possibly tell that in shorthand, Jack, other than having an in media res intro. It's You know what's weird? Yeah, go Is on. that the, um, the guy playing his dad... That's all like real footage. <laughs> oh, and they just took this footage of this guy, and just do you think he knows he's in this film? I don't. Or know. is it off like a stock footage website? <laughs> I think he's probably dead. dead. He's probably <laughs> dead at this point. I'm trying to see if I can find uh... out who he was. Oh, Bill Barud. Oh, Bill Barud. Yeah. Wow. Died in nineteen ninety. He was a former child star, and then he became a television host, best known for his travel programs. I find that really weird that they took real like, at least that's a sort of chance to get like an older actor and to do some sort of like comedy stuff with animals. Like, they really, I guess they just really didn't want to work with real animals in this film. No, despite their twenty million dollar budget. No, well, I guess it would. Maybe that's where all the money went—is buying all this stupid footage. It also makes sense because I was like, I get that, I get that they're meant to be shit, and this is like a weird comedy. But yeah, the bits where they're in well, Ecuador, and it's like the zebras. I yeah. know you're not meant to think that deep about it, but I was just like, come on, couldn't do it. Also, however many times they refer to like indigenous people as pygmies, yeah, like every group is pygmies. Well, it's weird that they get called out for doing it at the beginning. 
And then keep doing and, it. And then keep doing it the throughout the rest way. of the movie. Thus making you think more and more about how weird that yeah, is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, God. Awful. Awful, 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 awful. I don't want to talk uh, about it anymore. <laughs> wait, no. Can we talk about uh, the racism in this movie? Yeah, go on. Oh, the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Hispanic man who... <laughs> who comes over while they're trying to film and honks his horn and demands that they pay him $100 for him to stop honking his horn. Um, and then Steve Zahn says, I know how to talk to these people, and then does the most horrible, hideous, like, Latinx accent, American yeah. Latinx accent to him. It starts off speaking Spanish and then it just turns into, you know, kind of like when you pretend to be French, but you speak English and ask for, may I have une croissant, please? You know? <laughs> Awful. <laughs> Horrid. He, and then he does it again. Yeah. When they're going to drive through the, um, the, border, the border. And he just does it to the border guard who then like deconstructs their van. Yeah. And then, yeah, this is sort of like a film of just like stuff just sort of happens. Yeah, and there's, there's no, no real sort of structure to it. It just sort of like, there you go. <laughs> it's just a good time road movie, Jack. It's just a fun good time road movie. I'd rather watch Road Trip. Yes, yeah, well, I fucking love Road Trip. <laughs> so let's watch Road Trip. <laughs> truly happily road. We can do truly happily Todd Phillips. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> We get uh, yeah, we get to do the Joker. We get to do War Dogs. Fuck. We get to do that weird documentary he did about that comedian slash performance artist. Joker. <laughs> yeah. It's the film that I think is very much like Todd Phillips wanted Joker to be. Oh. <laughs> What's it called? Oh, I need to find it's out. Called what it's called Joker. It's called Hated. Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies. Oh, it's about Gigi Allen? Yeah. Oh, I love Gigi Allen. I mean, I don't, do he's you? horrible. Do you? He's obviously horrible. But, yeah, I'd watch a film about Gigi Allen. It's off, It's a documentary about I'd watch, Gigi Allen, well, yeah, directed no. by Todd Phillips. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'd watch, a, I'd watch an amount of time about Gigi Allen. Jesus Christ Allen. I feel like I would as a 14-year-old. Yeah. No, I know it, yeah. Now I'm sort of like, I look at, like, Gigi Allen, and I'm sort of like, no, no, not for me. I mean, he's obviously a horrible person. Do you not think... And it's probably good he's dead. Do you not think, like, um, Joker is a definite sort of touching on the Gigi Allen kind of stuff? Yeah, a little bit, but, you know, do you agree or disagree Gigi Allen lived in a society, Jack? Because Joker definitely lives in a society like we all do. Well, then Gigi Allen must have, because we, we think, all do. I don't think society came along until the Dark Knight came along, you know? <laughs> I think that's when we all realised and woke up to it and therefore constructed it. Wait a minute, are we living in a society? I don't know. I've, I've heard that we live in a society. I've never okay. seen it, but I've, I've thought of... I've heard it. You know? Todd Phillips also directed a fish tour. Oh, cool. You a big fish fan? No. I like fish food. 
I would have thought you would like fish. I think they're one of those bands that I've always thought, no, I, I need to <laughs> no, not They're not quite G.G. Allen. not G.G. Allen. I don't need to listen to them because then I become a fish guy, you know? Like the... You are you nearly there. Like the Grateful Dead. <laughs> I can't listen to them in case. What do you think Peter Dante was doing when not making the middle of this movie? <laughs> I think he was riding around with them. <laughs> just... just hitting them bowls, hitting them bongs. I wonder if he was busy filming Costa Rican Summer. What the fuck's that? Costa Rican Summer? Yeah. How do you know Costa Rican Summer? Oh yeah, I know Costa Rican Summer. The film that stars Peter Dante. There's no And Pamela film. Anderson. There's no film that stars Peter Dante. And Pamela Anderson. Jesus. Oh, I've just looked at the... <laughs> I've just found the poster. That's... Wow. What a horrible Brock Kelly, poster. Susan Ward, Juliana Gould. He deserves so much better than this. There's a guy in it called Max Van Vile, and that's a great name. That's, that's not his body. <laughs> Look at the poster. That's not his body. Like, it's not his hair. It's not his body. It's possibly not even his face. I'm very, I think this is the only film that is led <laughs> by Peter Dante. And I imagine he was like... Guys, I gotta go. I can't film Strange Wilderness. I've gotta go make Costa Rican Summer. Like, three or four of these characters on the poster have had their heads attached onto other bodies. Like, are you telling me the one in the yellow bikini? That's her head. I don't have this poster up, so I need to get it. I need to send it to you because it is... Hold on, I've got it. Yeah, that's her head, man. Yeah, but it's she's not... turning. She's turning her body it's not like the, the right exorcist. size. <laughs> she looks like she. The one she's on like... the right. The one on the far right. This is really boring, listeners. <laughs> the one on the far right. That's not her head. I don't like I any think, of this. I think we might have to review this movie. <laughs> what? Just as an extra, just yeah. because I love Peter Dante. I think In so. In Germany, yeah. Peter Dante doesn't is top build, but does not make the poster. What? And it is renamed Sexy Summer. Oh, okay, fair enough. <sighs> Can we talk awards? No. Because there aren't any. They got nominated for nothing. Oh, not even not even prosthetics, you know, makeup or anything at the Oscars. I could see <laughs> this. <laughs> there are no awards for um for this stupid movie. Yeah. Didn't didn't play at any festivals. Right. It's just a wet fart. Released on DVD in some territories, like straight to DVD. Oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, like in Germany. <laughs> and Australia. Mm. And in Hungary, went straight to TV. Mm. A year and a half later. Mm. Can I imagine, like, in Australia, it hit DVD... On the 5th of February, 2009. Imagine having to wait a whole year. The day before <laughs> no. my birthday. No. Well, if you were an Australian kid, Josh, in 2009. <laughs> I could have got, got this for my 20th. <laughs> <laughs> what a gift. You'd been waiting all that time because you knew it came out in America. Please, please. I just want to see Strange Wilderness. I want to see Kevin Heffernan and Ashley Scott and Peter Dante and especially Harry Hamlin. <laughs> I, I still find it wild that that Happy Madison logo is so, so prominent big. on the poster. Like that, it's where it would say like who is starring in the movie. Yeah, I guess but it's I guess... kind of like the like a National Lampoon type thing. 
isn't it? Well, that's how they're setting it. You know, like the most important thing about this film is that it comes from Happy Madison rather than the plot or or which who's is starring interesting in, it. in a way because obviously we we've watched a lot of these Happy Madison movies now. Yeah. And we're sort of like getting a gist of what they're like, what they are about. I don't think this movie fits into the sort of Happy Madison world at all. No. It's not homophobic enough. It's not homophobic It only enough. has one line that's vaguely homophobic. Is that when they're trying to get the turkey off his dick and he doesn't want a guy to touch his dick? Oh no, I forgot about that. Yeah, alright, that makes sense. No, there's a bit where someone just says, keep on keeping on, like the gay kids like to say. Doesn't Peter Dante say that? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but just why? Uh, it doesn't feel like yes it's about some losers who everybody automatically hates which so many of the early Happy Madison movies were about True, but every other Happy Madison movie hasn't felt so sort of cut and paste no no that's true or just I mean, so loosely cobbled together by people it, just being characters but not being drawn together by anything else it's got people who are in other Happy Madison movies yeah that's the only sort of real <laughs> it's the tie. The glue. Yeah. I mean, I guess its closest comparison would be Grandma's Boy. Yeah, I can see that. It's interesting to know that like, after this, after Strange Wilderness, there aren't that many more sort of like non-directly-involved Sandler uh, Happy Madison exploits. I guess they just went, no, we're not going to do this anymore. Like uh, he, he doesn't let like like he lets Kevin James lead movies, but he won't let what like one of his shit buddies like Alan Cover no. <laughs> lead a movie. You know Kevin James is a safe pair of hands, and I can't wait until we're embraced by them once more. It's funny actually looking at it. Like I guess Bucky Larson is probably a bit of a weird one, but I guess you got to give Nick Swardson a shot, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you do. He's his boy. At this <laughs> and point. then Joe. Joe Dirt 2. Yes. Well, that's legacy. The people were calling out for Joe Dirt 2. That's true. People were very excited. Mm. Uh, Josh Pappenheim, yeah. as there are no awards, do you have an MVP? My MVP? Yeah. It's Dante, isn't it? It's Peter Dante. He just like, he lights up the screen, even if he's just chatting shit and being homophobic. Which he possibly is. I don't remember if he said that line or not. But he <laughs> he's just he's a force of nature. He just exists outside of the realms of reality. He's just is is he a genius? Is he a moron? We'll have to watch Costa Rican Summer yeah, to find out. I guess so. Like he's incredible. <laughs> yeah, so it's Dante. It's Peter Dante. Big time. Who's How your LVP? You? Oh fuck. How much did you say this made again? Uh, like six million. Um, mm. so it lost about fourteen million dollars. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I was gonna make something about how like all the people who went to see it, but then they didn't. Like, they made the film before Andrew people, Jones they, didn't know. Yeah, like they made the film before people saw it. They're not responsible. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it on SNL. My LVP mm. is Saturday Night Live, for giving Peter Gulke and Fred Wolf the idea that they might be funny. 
I don't know what they wrote on Saturday Night Live, but it obviously made them think that they could do something. Uh, they, they SNL could share the blame with Comedy Central for picking up the picking up the the nature films and leading to this. Yeah, you know well, that steals one of my LV. Well, my <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. Which who was yours? Was it SNL? Well, so, no, it was Comedy Central. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was wondering loving... why you were so quiet. Oh, I see. Despite me loving South Park, I, uh, Comedy Central is my LVP. Yeah, just because cool. it's it's where this all began. And... <laughs> the stinky genus. <laughs> and you just have to snip it in the bud, don't you? Yeah, they should have been taken out the back and shot like rabid dogs, <laughs> like a like a wolf, a Fred Wolf. You know? And a Galki. And a Galki. <laughs> and a PTG. Uh, my MVP, mm. however, uh, Jonah Hill. Really? Not, not for his performance in this film. Though I will say, his bizarre accent in this film does make me fondly remember his impression of um, Woody Harson in This Is The End, which I enjoy. Yeah. But my, my, the reason that I picked Jonah Hill is he's my MVP because he was able to rise above this. <laughs> That's true. He got out. He didn't stick around doing terrible movies like this. No. Like, he went on and, like, had a career. And there's now, like, a two-time Oscar nominee. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. God, can you like, imagine? Like, you know, he's, I think we've done all three Jonah Hill Happy Madison movies now. Mm. So, you know, he's, he's, he did his time. And then, you know, he, he grew up. He grew up. But you know what? He's not working that much now, is he? He's in that um, DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence, Adam McKay movie. The Oh, the Netflix one. Yeah. Don't look up. Yeah. And he directed mid-90s. Yeah, I hear, I hear that's good. I thought it was fine. I didn't really like it that much. Um, he's in The Beach Bum. I like that. I did actually really I do, like him in The Beach I do Bum. Like, yeah, he's great in The Beach he's Bum. Great Everyone's great yeah. in The Beach Bum. <laughs> God, I Martin wish... Lawrence. You know what? Martin Lawrence and the Beach Bum. You know what? Maybe that's what we're doing. Corinne. Truly, happily, Corinne. Oh my god. We'll be so dirty when we're done. It'll be horrible. We'll just be so sticky. Yeah. I mean, oh. I I love a Corinne movie, as you well know. <laughs> I, I took you to see Gummo. I did. Um... You're the gateway. Jo- I mean, obviously, I've seen kids before. I know that he only. Wrote I don't that. think we'd cover kids. No, because he only wrote. I don't. That he didn't write I don't that. think kids is the movie that needs to be covered by. This <laughs> what are you talking I about? I think we I could don't handle know it. What we bring to kids. <laughs> you know what it was like to be a teen in 1990s New well, York. We could get Rosario Dawson on to be a guest host. That'd be good. Yeah, I reckon we could. <laughs> We're British, so we could know Danny Boyle. <laughs> so we've got an in. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> I do tweet a lot about Josie and the Pussycats. You must have noticed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, but yeah, I picked Jonah Hill because I'm just like, man took you know a shit situation of being in these terrible movies. Yeah, and just said no. <laughs> I'm not going to settle for this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just do this for the rest of my life. This yeah. crap. I'm not gonna be the. Um, I don't want to be the fat guy be, in Hollywood. I'm anymore. not going to be Alan Cover's Alan Cover. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he could have been, though. He could have been horrible. 
Good guy. Yeah, fair enough. I fully, I'm fully behind that. And as you took my LVP, I'm just going to say Al- Alan Cover, my LVP again, because he's a fucking narc. <laughs> <laughs> he is a fucking dweebus. I hate him. Shit. Every time he's on screen, I hate him. So, you know. Do you know once what? Once again, what? When You like him now. Well, no, when I first watched Big Daddy, I really liked the gay couple in it. Like, Well, you like half of them now. Yeah, I do really like half of them. But you know, at the time I was like, these guys are so good and they're like they're they're they feel like warm and they're funny but not in a like over the top way. And as time has gone on, they've just like they've grown together but they've grown apart where Alan Covert has just become like a dickhead Nazi and <laughs> Visa Dante has just become a weird ethereal stoner man. I love it. Well, I love half of them. You know, I think I'm just sorry. I I went to Alan Cover's Twitter. Yeah, as you shouldn't do. What's he doing I now? I, I can't have gone to the real Twitter guy. Did he? Did he? I wonder if he deleted his account and then uh, reopened it. Why? Because, well, we don't follow him anymore on uh on the old Hap, True Hat Mad account. No, and not I didn't unfollow him. I don't know if you did. Do you think he blocked us? No, because I think he's he's not he's now only got fifty five followers. Do you think he got blocked? and all his tweets are gone? Yeah, I guess he's just gone. <laughs> he's he like his account is still there, and all his like retweets are still there. Oh, I just clicked on one of his old tweets and it says this tweet is from an account that no longer exists. So he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. So I wonder if this is like a fake account. It's called like that Alan Covert. Well, the old one was called that Alan Covert, but the that was um, capitalized. Was in caps, yeah. Was it two L's in Alan? Yeah. Okay, this one's only got one L. Oh, that makes sense. So I think he's got like a spam account. <laughs> the oh. retweets Vanilla Ice, which is something you'd think Alan Covert would do. Yeah. Oh well. R.I.P. Alan Covert. I hope yeah, he's not actually he... dead. I'd feel bad. I don't know how bad I'd feel. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. No, fair enough. Fuck it. <laughs> this is gonna be awful when this drops on the same the day, day that it's announced that he's dead. <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh, and we should have just got stoned for this episode. To be yeah. honest, it would have given. That's the thing. We're, I'm, you know, I apologize if this episode is not up to usual scratch, <laughs> but we can only give as good as we get. It's true. You and can't we, polish a turd. We were given just absolute cack, cackadoo. We've been, we've been scrubbing. There's a load of elbow grease, but all we've ended up with is shit under our fingernails and not a diamond in sight. You know, and not even like good shit, like like proper really like um, rancid. Yeah, old. I walked past one actually. Yeah. This will wrap up for me. I walked, I went on a little walk yesterday because it was sunny, and I walked through the centre of of London town, found a little alleyway down by Retro Bar, uh, just off the Strand. And as I was walking down it, I saw a pigeon eating a full human turd. And you know what? <laughs> I would have rather <laughs> stayed and watched. That sounds like that. some some of the footage. <laughs> from... <laughs> it does sound like some of the footage. I would have rather stayed and watched that horror unfold in front of me than watch this again yeah if you'd like to follow me on twitter instagram or letterboxd 
you can find me at P-A-P-S-B-Y. That's at P-A-P-S-B-Y at Papsby. Rhymes with pigeon-eating shit. <laughs> it really does. It also rhymes with don't look up. Jack, where can people find you? Uh, JFG Digital 3D across all platforms. Yeah, nice. Um, I tweet. I Insta. I TikTok. You box those letters. I box those letters. <laughs> and I grandma's that boy. Yeah, nice. And um, of course, if you'd like to follow the podcast, you can on Twitter and Instagram at True Hat Mad. That's at True Hat Mad. And if you want to email us, that's at that's uh, True Hat Mad at gmail.com. And as always, please, if you've enjoyed the show, which I know you have, please rate and review on any podcast uh, terminus that you can. Any podcast. Insert, insert a clip here now. <laughs> Of uh, a reindeer getting its uh, antlers chopped off by like a tree trimmer. Oh yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. And like the uh, the um the, the voiceover will be like, um, Rudolph's not going to be too happy about this. Oh yeah, I was going to go like, oh, he's not good. Watch out in rotten season because this boy ain't so horny anymore. Guess he's not got wood. Antlers aren't wood. <laughs> they look what like are wood. You talking about? They look like. They do wood. look like wood. That's true, buddy. That's really true. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. When I was a kid, I did think like these were just animals of wood. They had trees coming out of their head. Yeah, I can see how you'd think that. Thank you for seeing things my way. All right, man. That's what this film's taught me: is perspective and empathy. <laughs> Stoned perspective, more like. <sighs> Fuck it. Right. That's me. That's me hitting a joint. Is that your goodbye this week? Oh, horse shit. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye.